Hello, and welcome to the Grassroots Podcast, hosted by Green Industry Pros, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. At the 2019 GIE Plus Expo, Toro introduced its Horizon 360 software. According to Toro, the software brings all the data for our landscape company into one place. Horizon 360 is currently available via a free beta test, but final pricing is expected to be released at GIE Plus Expo 2020. In this episode, Green Industry Pros editor Ryan Winsner talks with Toro's senior marketing manager, Chris Votman, who discusses Horizon 360 and the anticipated growth potential in the market for the company. Let's drop in on Ryan and Chris now. So it's uh, Toro Horizon 360 is what it's called? Yeah, so we're calling it Horizon 360 or Toro Technology. And you had asked earlier why did we get into the software business. Yes, yeah. And so a little background, our professional business, which I manage for landscape contractor equipment, did a lot of research. And one of the things from our research, from our brand promise that came out of it was from start to finish. So our whole mantra is how do we help a landscape contractor from the start to the finish of their job, the season, you name it. So we wanted to make sure that we could fulfill that brand promise. And realistically, when we started to talk to contractors, equipment was only a fraction of what they worried about. Sure. And they were more worried about is, am I gonna have people show up in my parking lot this morning to actually help me get the work done? Am I gonna be able to be profitable? So we started to think about it, and it really made more sense to help them from beginning to end of the day, beginning to end of the season, with the software solution. And what we're trying to do is a little bit different than the other software solutions that are already on the market. The number one thing we're trying to target is more of a contract that we call small to medium. So how do we help a smaller or medium-sized contractor onboard software? So it's, I call it reading the sports page versus the Wall Street Journal. We want to be the sports page. Okay, so we want it to be very easy to onboard the software, make it something they can do within a week, start to understand analytics, understand their scheduling, estimating, make it very straightforward, but really help that one to five million size contractor, even smaller than that if, if need be, scale up. Sure. And so we felt like we started to fulfill some of that because it, the feedback we've got from our beta participants has been it's really easy to onboard with it. And so that's been refreshing for us to hear. And more importantly is that average turnover of a landscape contractor is less than five years. They get in the business, maybe they're not profitable, maybe they understand their metrics, and they get out. So our whole goal is how do we keep them for the long term? How do we help them grow into a long-term viable business? And that's where Horizon 360 is really stemmed out of. Okay. And so we've done, we launched at GIE this last year and announced that we're going to beta and we had really good feedback. And from that, we started to enroll what we call cohorts of contractors just two weeks ago this spring, to get them ready for this spring. And we've had really good feedback. So we have a support system internally, tech support. We have online chat, phone calls, onboarding. So we've developed it to really support the contractor through that journey of onboarding software because it can be intimidating. Sure. So oh, we've tried, yeah. So we've tried to technology fix it. by its very nature. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we've tried to make it get rid of what I call the friction. How do we get rid of the friction in their lives through Horizon 360? Even with onboarding, we got to get it, make it frictionless. And if we can do that, then we've succeeded. And so far, I'm pretty happy with what we've seen. Um, the first two weeks we brought in, we only had a handful of phone calls. Uh, we only had to do one screen takeover to help them show them what they needed to do. And so that's been refreshing. And we hope that persists as we go forward. It's, we've really built it again to be easy to use. So, that's so you're still all in the beta 
Yeah, we're in beta. We're not charging for it right now. So if people want to sign up, they can go to toro.com slash horizon and there's a sign up form there. Okay. And they can sign up for to be a beta participant. It's no charge. We'll start to get into more of a monetizing in the future. Sure. Yeah, you this year we'll announce what our tier levels are going to be. Okay. And then we have equipment tracking, which is really important so people can understand their productivity. So we have a truck device, so they can track their vehicles. We have equipment devices, it's brand agnostic, and go on any piece of equipment. Um, doesn't matter what, what brand or what color. They'll go on that and they can start tracking their productivity of their equipment through that, uh, that device. And what we're doing is we're a little bit different. So if you think of like Verizon Connect, they charge a monthly fee because um, it uses self-service. Right. We're leasing the devices, so it's $100 a year to lease the device. There's no monthly fee. And if the device ever breaks, they just trade it in. So we went to more of that model. Because um, at the end of the day, we don't really need to make money off the monthly fee on charging for like self-service. We want people to understand their productivity and, and sure. how they're winning with their equipment. So it's a little bit different model from that perspective. Okay. And again, trying to help a small medium contractor not be overwhelmed with some of the barriers to entry. I think one of them is price. We don't want them to feel like they have to spend five figures on a software program, right? That's not what we're trying to do. Okay. And then the other piece that's a little different from us than the other software services that are out there today is just we can aggregate our value from all of our dealers. So long-term, Dior Network from Exmark, Toro, Boss from our plow side of the business, um, Ventrac, all these ditch, which all these brands we have in house, we want to really aggregate that value to connect the customer to the dealer if they have issues with equipment. And we see that as a huge value that we can add that no other software service, software as a service model can do today. Sure. And I think that's the part where I'm really excited to move toward here in the next six months. Sure. Yeah, and our, our dealers are excited. And I think one of the things for us is long-term smart connected products is core to our strategy. So those devices that we just talked about, integrating them right into a Toro piece of equipment so then a contractor doesn't have to even put a device on there. If they buy a Toro piece of equipment, it can connect right to Horizon 360. Now again, they could buy a device and put it on another unit. I, I was just going to say, you yeah. still, they could have another yep. unit and they can still get the device, but if they buy a Toro, it's just it's already in there. Yeah, and so it's again like eliminating that friction. So sure. if, it are, if it's already in the, the piece of equipment and they don't have to do anything, right. it just makes it easier. Yeah. And so there's some stickiness there for, for all of our Toro brands, Xmark, Toro, Ventrac, and, and Ditchwich and, and the like. So we think there's a stickiness piece that we like, but more again, supporting the customer. It all comes yeah. back to the customer. How do we make it easier for them? You can think of like, is we're at a technology conference, right? So you can imagine where the industry is going. We want to go with more to a model of even dispatching service people to help from a dealer versus having to bring a piece of equipment in. Sure. And so using this Horizon 360 idea, I think there's a lot of opportunity to help support a customer differently. Yeah, and help them run their business and be more profitable. And it shifts the conversation, even from our dealer network to, Hey, what specs are important to you on your mower? To more so, hey, Mr. Contractor, how can I make you profitable? Let me, let's talk about your business and how you can be more profitable. I think it shifts the conversation to a, something that's a little bit healthier. Sure. Long term. So we're pretty excited about. So what what are some of the specs that you that the on the equipment tracking stuff? What what are you? Uh, yeah, so that's a great question. So we can get a lot of things. We can get drive time. We can get offsite working. So where are they doing work that wasn't on a job site? Now, why that's important is if you have a crew, sometimes there's side jobs that can happen and other things, you can start to track some of those things. Then we get on-site working, which is really important. That's through the equipment device. You can understand how much was your actual productivity when they're actually mowing or trimming or blowing. Okay. Um, and then on-site idle. So where they on-site, which I would call almost like trailer time. So their truck showed up in a geofence. 
the equipment didn't start. Did the guy spend 20 minutes at the trailer unloading equipment and stuff? You could start to get analytics from that perspective. And then our phase two is really telematics piece of oil changes and equipment, diagnostics. Okay, and, so yeah. yeah, so that's not built into it today. I'd tell you gotcha. longer term that sure. will be an important part of what we're trying to solve for the yeah. customer. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, you mentioned the geofencing, and I, and I recall you talking about that uh, when I stopped by the booth yesterday. Yeah. Is, uh, that's an important piece of how it's built in is they pull up and it's basically it's kind of starts the job and then yep. that's it'll track like you said it'll say oh it's still on the trailer oh now it's going and he's mowing or he's doing this exactly when you get into the geofence with this piece of equipment it starts the job but it doesn't mean that goes back to the on-site not working kind of idle time right if the equipment's not moving it, it has an accelerometer in it to tell you if the equipment's going to move or not sure and once you get that then you can start to understand the disparity between were they working or not sure and you can set up those geofences based on if it's a residential or commercial property where you set up a customer. Okay. So you make that boundary as big or as narrow as you want it to be. And we feel like that's a really important part of, from a customer standpoint, sure. setting that up. And then again, it uses a mobile app, so they'll get a notification on their phone, the crew leader, as they're there, that, hey, FY, your job started. Sure. And so that, it, it lets them know, okay, I mean, the job is starting to go, we're getting tracked against the time that we estimated for this property. So if it's residential, what if you, if it's uh, one of those companies that, where they just have, where it's like six, seven spots right next yeah. to each other, so they just have a couple crews and they're just knocking out those six, seven spots right there, and then they're moving on to the next job, basically. Yeah, yeah. They, they intend, those six or seven are one job, essentially. Yeah, you could set up as a job or you could set up as separate jobs. The geofence is accurate within five feet. Oh, okay. okay. So it's very accurate. So to your point, like I use Texas as an example. The guys pull up in a truck, they unload two mowers, and they do 20 yards down the street. Yes. Um, you could start that as the job shows up because the truck showed into a larger geofence, or you could have them do each individual gotcha. property, depending on what's more important for that contractor. Right. But again, I think the touch point with the app is how much touch points do they want to have? Sure. Less or more. You know, right. that's up to the contractor to make that decision. Sure. And then the other piece we built into it uh, is contract management. So as you set up a customer, you can set up contracts in there. Most of people will manage their jobs on contracts. You can have the services you have on the contract and you can set up the billing frequency. So I bill them once a month, every other Monday. You set that up as you build the customer and it's pretty, again, reducing the friction on that. Sure. And then it develops an invoice. Now those invoices that we have in our system will get sent to QuickBooks. We're not trying to be their financing software at this point. Got it. So it integrates with QuickBooks Online. Once they send that invoice, they can send the invoice to QuickBooks and basically all QuickBooks at that point does is send the invoice out to the customer. Sure. We've essentially eliminated 95% of QuickBooks sure. usage, other than to track their metrics right. from that from that perspective. So we've built that into it, and then we have an estimating tool in there as well. That's what's going to be my yeah. next question is... Yeah, so we developed an estimating tool so you could estimate, let's say you plow parking lots, you can estimate the square footage there, or you want to estimate mulch, or mowing, or maintenance. We built that estimation tool, and then the neat thing about ours is we can send that estimate as a PDF directly to the customer, if they accept the bid, and you put that in the estimation tool and then they become a customer in the system. So okay. instead of having to have an, a different estimating tool inside your software, we built it into this. And the neat part about that is then they can instantly become a customer. I was just going to say, once they accept, then, 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 they're, they're, then they're, they're in the, the customer. System. Yeah, and then that customer data gets sent to QuickBooks right? because they talk back and forth. So it's okay. it helps, again, reduce some of that friction that we've seen. Sure. And this is just the initial part of beta. We have a roadmap of where we want to go. Yeah. But we've attack what we say is the core feature set, scheduling, um, estimating, invoicing, contract management. We try to 
go for the core set and then, like we talked about, go after fleet management, telematics. The stuff that we found for research is probably a little bit farther down on the needs list at this point. Sure. In terms of the equipment tracking, um, you definitely you have the uh, devices that you can hook up to, like to the mowers and the trucks yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, I saw yesterday you do you're in the process of of uh, developing things for more of the handheld items. Yeah, so we the the I call it, it handheld the tracking more of a dumb device. It uses Bluetooth. So sure. I think one of the issues with handheld is a lot of it gets stolen. Sure. This won't Absolutely. eliminate that issue, but it right. will let you know if it got put it back on the trailer or where what trailer it went on. So let's say you put it on trailer one. And then a guy moves it to trailer two, it talks to the device on that truck and says, hey, that's been moved to a different trailer. So you can track it that way. Okay. Um, and then understand if it's in use or not. Yeah. But it won't track theft and some of that stuff because yeah. the devices themselves are just cost prohibitive to do that. I mean, the yeah. devices are, like I said, $100 lease for a device because of cell service and all that. Sure. These are Bluetooth um, devices. You pull a label out of the Bluetooth device and then the battery lasts two years on that Bluetooth device. Sure. Yeah, and so that's kind of where we're at right now on the handheld thing. If there's, I think there's a, a market issue that we're all trying to solve on that one. We're just not yeah. there from a device standpoint on being able to solve it from a cost perspective. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So. And just just to be clear, then it's so um, so if they have uh, say four or five mowers plus a couple of trucks, uh, that's a hundred dollars for each of those devices. Each device would be a lease of a hundred bucks. Yeah. And that's a hundred bucks a month or a year. A year. Okay. A year. So like I said, some of the. Other people in the industry do $29 a month. Ours right. is a $100 lease a year for that device. Sure. And then it's up to them to decide, do they want just a truck device or do they want to scale up and have it on all their equipment? The interesting part about the mower equipment piece is you get to start to understand, hey, do I have a, is my 52 inch grandstand more productive than my 60 inch Z-Master sit down mower? Right. On this property, you can start to really get the metrics that go back to productivity and profitability with the device that way. And, some of the stuff we've seen through research and even with our initial people that have onboarded is it pays itself off very quickly okay. from the metrics that you're getting in the well, analytics. And so even, uh, I mean, you mentioned with the beta, you're not charging for the uh, software. For the software. So right. what? So what is? It, and that that'll I guess come out in in October where yeah. you start talking about what the tiers are going to be for the well, software. I can give you an idea. But so I mean, we've been asked that question from beta participants because they want to know. Okay, well, after my year beta agreement's done and I get it for free, what's it going to look like? Right. And so we'll have a freemium version where it's maybe it's around $19 a month and you get scheduling and you get estimating tool. Okay. And then we'll have another tier that's mobile only. So if you have a mobile only, you can, again, track somebody through GPS on your phone and the accuracy isn't as good and you don't get the metrics of equipment. So there'll be a tier there, maybe that's 149 a month. Sure. And then a full on use of the software could be around $349 a month or something like that. Sure. For full equipment, diagnostics, fleet management, all of the things we talked about. Sure. And so. The other piece we're looking at is, let's say you buy a piece of Toro equipment and you're on our fleet program, then we give you access to the program for no cost. Sure. So there's other things that we're looking at doing to implement, to reward our customers, one, to be in loyal to our, our brand, but number two, helping them be more profitable is what we want to see. Sure. And so we've thought of some of those uh, options as we go forward. So, and you're in the beta testing with Horizon 360. Are the devices already in process in production on on Toro equipment already? Not yet. Built in or yeah, is that great question. We want to see how it goes with the devices first, okay. and understand what the needs are from the customer. Sure. I would say in the near term, it's something that we're very uh, we we feel like it's going to be necessary for us to go to a more of a connected yeah technology like that. And I think absolutely. 
we feel like that's an opportunity for us, no doubt. Yeah. And and is that anticipated as you make that determination? Will that go kind of across the board, like you said, Toro, Ditchwich, Ventrek? Potentially, potentially, potentially X mark. Yeah, I think yeah, it's X mark. Yeah. You know, there is no doubt there's a cost to put that in there, but I think it pays massive dividends depending on the reception of the software. So we want to see how Ryzen 360 goes number one, and if we really onboard as many people as we feel like we can through the strength of our brands that we have and the, right. the broad set of customers who've had good experience with our products. As we see that go on, the more people adopt Ryzen 360, then we'll make a, a decision point on do we want to put those devices in the product or not, straight from the factory. Sure. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on uh, Ryzen 360? Well, I would just say, you know, we're here. <laughs> and I think we've got a lot of response that people are surprised that Toro went down this path. But more so when they get experience with the software, they're very surprised at how easy we made it to use. and. We're excited. We, we can't wait to see how beta goes the rest of the summer, and we're going to continue to roll in 50 people at a time, and we're we're doing that as we go through the summer, and then as we get to GIE, we're ready to really say, okay, we're here, and, and let everybody know that we're and not so, going anywhere. When, so when they sign up for beta, uh, that's a year from when they sign up? It's or? a year, year usage of the software at no cost, exactly, and part of the beta agreement is that they give us feedback, because we know that we're not going to be perfect. There's no way to be perfect. Right. And we want feedback from the customers in beta, so we can make sure that it's right as we go to a full market launch. And sure. one of the unique things about us is being a large OEM as the Toro company is, we don't need to, from day one, say we need to start monetizing and pay off our expenses on this. We want to learn from the customer, make sure it's 100% right before we'd even charge a nickel to use the software. And that's that's what we're really working towards. So the beta participants, we're actively soliciting feedback from them every week. Sure. Yeah. And, and did you say you started uh, with the beta just yeah, two weeks year. ago. Oh, just two just weeks two ago. weeks ago, we had an alpha test where we had 10 contractors on it. Okay. Now we moved into beta and we're starting to roll them in to the initial phase one of the software here. Sure. And we just started doing that two weeks ago and I'm okay. very pleasantly surprised at how well it's been, which is great. And keep pushing forward and improve based on feedback. And have you gotten people already yet today uh, and even yesterday to sign up? We've had, actually, as we were talking, we had a gentleman from New York sign up for beta and he was excited. He was using another software system that he's been using for two years and didn't feel like he could onboard properly. So he's going to give us a shot and those are, that's a rewarding feeling knowing that we're onto something for sure and making it go back to our mantra of easy to use. And we feel pretty good about what we've got so far, so yeah. yeah. What's what's your anticipation, uh, you know, through the summer as far as how do you have a a goal number of beta users that you're looking for? Or? Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, as many as we can. Fair enough. <laughs> but realistically, you know, if we get two to five hundred in that sweet spot, yeah, then we've got a broad viewpoint of different varying feedbacks, particularly in different regions of the country. Because I tell you. No contractor, number one, is alike, but especially as you go across the regions of the country, the jobs they need to do change so dramatically. So we want to get a good viewpoint from a broad user set, and I think sure. that would be our sweet spot for sure. Well, that's it for today. Thank you to Chris Voigtman of Toro for taking the time to talk with us. Tune in every Thursday for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast by Green Industry Pros. And make sure to subscribe and share. Until next time.